where my curiosity comes from is these these revelations about safety um, and and distraction that that you've shared with us so far. Is that something that comes with hindsight? Is that in when you were doing that in the moments? Is that something that you realized, or is it something that you think back and go, okay, that's what I was doing? I think it's kind of another place where or a time when I felt safe was when I would play video games with my dad. It was like just be me and and whatever game we were playing, and it just felt like that was all that there was, and all the from the chaos just never happened. Some of the more like obvious things like that I felt in the time, which is more just like me looking back and remembering how I felt during those times because it's like those are the only times when I really feel like happy and calm. Everybody, before the episode gets started, I just wanted to let you know that today's title sponsor is the Yatra Trauma Center here in Krabi, Thailand, where I reside. A little bit of background there. I was invited out to, to Krabi to attend the residential treatment program at the, at the Yatra Center. And I have to say, without a doubt, it's been one of the most transformative experiences of my life. They specialize in EMDR therapy, IFS therapy, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, and they run all of these in conjunction with um, ice baths, meditation, mindfulness, yoga, tai chi. Jeez, there's so much going on. Um, and trauma relaxation exercises. This is something completely foreign to me I'd never heard about before. Definitely look that up if you're interested. Anyway, guys, they treat all sorts of trauma. It is not just about addictions. Of course, that's why I was there and some of the things that led me to addiction. And then, of course, some of the, uh, the kind of the big T trauma that happened while I was living in active addiction. Um, it's given me freedom, freedom in a way that I cannot begin to wrap up in a, in a, in a quick, uh, in, in a quick introduction to an episode. So, if you have trauma that you think might be holding you back in your life, definitely check them out. That's uh, the AutoTreatmentCenter dot com. That's uh, Y A T R A C E N T R E dot com. Check them out. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Here's the show. Hello, everybody, watchers and listeners, supporters of all kinds. Welcome to another episode of Kaleidoscope Wednesday on the Ashes to Awesome podcast. I'm your host, Chuck LaFlanche, checking in from Krabby, Thailand. Halfway around the world in Vancouver, Canada, is my co-host, Ryan Bathgate. How are you doing today, Ryan? Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Um, I'm 45 and feeling every freaking day of it lately. <laughs> so, you know, I always say... You, you hear many times from me, youth is wasted on the young. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dude, I quoted you on that again. earlier today, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And you know, yeah, like, yeah. If I could do it again, I'd probably have hair today. <laughs> our other guest today, or our guest today, I should say, not other, is Dominic Surrett from, uh, from Georgia. How are you doing today, Dominic? Doing good. Yeah. How's, how's the weather in, uh, in, uh, in Buford, Buford, Georgia? Yeah. Oh, I know, I'm in it's a little chilly, oh. uh, a little bit more yeah. chilly than usual. Have a um... oh, okay. 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 Hold what, on. What 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 qualifies What's as chilly? chilly? <laughs> What's with Canadians? It was like like two days ago. It was like twenty eight degrees when I woke up. So that's fairly chilly. Uh, but today it's fairly pretty nice. Chilly, uh, I have forty one. So, so. Yeah. so zero uh, zero is thirty. 32 yeah 32 Two. degrees yeah right yeah so here so, i know i know the trick for this is you divide by two in minus 30 that's how you figure out celsius to fahrenheit 
There you go. There you go. So, or yeah, minus yeah. 30, then divide by two. So if it was 70 Whichever, degrees, yeah. it would be minus 30 is what? 40, 20 divided by, by two yeah. is 10. That's 10 degrees. Right? Ah, uh, okay. I see. 70 no, no, degrees, no, 20 just... degrees. That's 20 degrees. Yeah, 70. yeah, yeah. So if yeah. you want those those exact numbers, I think it's um nine fifths. Ah. Like five uh, ninths. Uh, five, I was going to say nine fifths. Is, nine is fifths. that that new math? Yeah, I know we're a generation above you fifths. here, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we start, from the other way. We start going to fractions. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a philosopher. <laughs> you know more about Canada than almost any American I've ever had on the show. Thank you yeah. for that, Dominic. I can tell yeah. you already, right? Yeah, yeah. The fact that you know a conversion. Yeah, right. I mean, so, I anyway. have, I've only been there once. I've been, which where I went was British Columbia, so. Oh really? Nice. Oh, yeah, where'd you was, go? Uh, cool. Um, I think it was just Victoria, Yeah. Well, Victoria. Yeah. But yeah. 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 I, that's, well, that's I grew up on that too. island. Yeah. 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 Yes. It's, it's it's nice here. It's not nice anywhere. You go anywhere east of here, and it's an absolute tundra. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. True story, though. True story. I hate snow. Yeah. Hate snow. <laughs> so we have not seen one snowflake this year yet in Mission. No, no, no. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. January. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a crazy warm part of the world up there. It's it's weird. Like so far north and absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. When you get into BC and expensive so, as hell. Yeah, yeah. Of course, right. Hey, listen. Um, I guess we should introduce why you're on the show, Dominic. Um, your mother, Jamie Tall, and I have become quite close friends. And to anybody that that doesn't know who Jamie Tall is, she's uh she's a significant uh, recovery content creator on Facebook and TikTok and. Her brand is one of very authentic, real, open, honest shit um, from, from her days. Um, she, she's found recovery through her faith and, and through whatever program that she's been working. And uh, she, these, these days, she inspires a lot of people, and she does a really good job of it. And, um, but it's not to say that that was you know, not, not a rocky road getting to that place, right? And uh, Dominic, I, I think it's fair to say that that rocky road very much includes you and your story. So one of the things that, that I feel that with the power of the internet that we haven't done a great job of is sharing the stories of the people that, that, that are affected, right? The loved ones of people who suffer an addiction. And, and we, typically, we don't even use the word addict on the show unless it's convenience or a slip. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just because the label has all those negative connotations to it. But um, be it the spouse, you know, we've done a bunch of spouse episodes. We've done, a, we've done a bunch of mothers of people who suffer an addiction. We've never found the right person to bring on to fill the role that you're filling today with us. And, and I want to thank you wholeheartedly for coming on and being willing to share your journey and, and your part of her story because it's your story, right? And it is super, super important, right? All right. So, now that we have kind of an idea of, you know, what we're all doing here in this episode and, and you know, a peek behind the curtain, this is kind of a new thing for all of us here, um, but I think it's a very important one. Uh, Dominic, as the, the son of, of two people who suffered an addiction, what's, what are your first memories? Like, where does all this to you become a part of your story as far as your recollection goes anyway? Remember, I remember just a very chaotic environment in our household. And I don't have 
too many memories that would like that like kind of put together any dots but after hearing like lots of stories from my mother from father other family members it makes it a little bit easier but i'd say probably like around eight years old is when like i have like memories that start and i just remember i know that my mom i don't have too like many memories of being like around her um i do have some memories of being with my dad which most of those were um us playing video games together which those are pretty fond memories like resident evil 5 um and super mario bros um and i remember i don't remember exactly when it was that they like when my dad went to Massachusetts or and my mom came to Athens for recovery um or just left the house in general as well before that even um it's almost like a it's a weird transition even though I know there was a set point that it like happened it felt like it feels like a transition in my memory um but I do know the chaos it also caused amongst like the rest of our family in the household and that's where a lot more memories come in which a lot of it is um my grandmother my mother's mother and um my uncle or brother my Mm -hmm. mother's brother uh there was always a lot of fighting between them about usually about my mother my father and then also of course about me being like around that environment and i just know that that caused a lot of like turmoil in me and it really made it like i just remember almost every night waking up in the middle of the night and then just hearing screaming and shouting between like my grandmother and my uncle and i just remember that it would always like really have sent me to the point that um now if i hear like fighting it kind of like has a trauma response of like really bad anxiety for me so it it just like it influenced me very heavily can i, can I ask a question mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah do you still wake up in the middle of the night just screaming and fighting in your head um no but if like on the rare occasion that they do fight it is like some of the worst anxiety that i like mm-hmm. have to the point where like i used to be prescribed um Bonifin and stuff and that wouldn't even help like even like yeah. every dose of stuff oh yeah me too man i was on all kinds of all kinds of pharmaceuticals for many years for the same, the same, I mean, basically the same thing. And like, you know, in, 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 in my span, um, it, it actually, there's some questions that come up for me, um, that are quite experiential and that, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you some questions. And if some of them are uncomfortable, 
like you don't have to answer just to be clear like you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not okay with it. and I and me too but I'm also um I'm also a therapist and I do understand trauma and I know that having boundaries and limits are extremely important to know when we're entering into some more of the tender things and so mm-hmm. I guess the first question I want to ask you and this this it, I mean I have I have a, a personal thing here uh and the question comes from my own experience so that question is do you remember ever or when the moment was when you ultimately discovered what you knew to be safety? Safety, like safety. To feel like physical feel safety safe. or it, to feel it really, safe. It really doesn't matter. To feel that safe. Was, like you, 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 yeah, sorry, go ahead. That was honestly probably like fairly recently in my life. Like, Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Very yes. least in like my teenage years. Like mm-hmm. I honestly had like just no feeling of like there was when I was very young, I kinda of just didn't understand and I was just kinda of like blank to it. Absorbing it all, definitely. But very like blank to um like basically how to react to it because it's like even as like an adult processing some of that stuff kind of takes time um oh yeah but i do yeah, know sure that it, so it, it, was, it was it was recently right yeah it was probably in like my high school years to be honest yeah yeah and i think for me if you don't mind um i discovered it in a southern comfort bottle at 10 years old it was the first time i ever really got a feeling of what what safety was i'm i'm and i'm gonna say peace because i didn't know either of those things at all all i knew was chaos i knew i was afraid to be at home and i was afraid of people finding out what was going on at home so out in the world i wasn't safe and in my own household i wasn't safe and so but when i drank that bottle of southern comfort in behind 7-eleven it was my first escape or or break from the chaos does that make sense yeah i know and then, um, but, it, but it was fake it was fake ultimately right mm-hmm. yeah sorry a chemical induced comfort yeah. but um oh, yeah. i know and i'm sure a lot of other like especially men sympathize with this just the bathroom just being able to lock myself in there and have nobody like bother me and also having like a fan so i can kind of drown out some of that noise because i didn't have a phone at the time or anything to like listen to music on um just anything that would drown out that like stimuli that was causing like so much turmoil and trauma was it felt safer but it didn't really feel like safety still right yeah and, and, which and... That I uh, go ahead. I really discovered in like high school. Started to get like into like I started to use the internet a lot more, and like I would be either always listening to music or watching YouTube, just having some type of content or media come into my brain, so I didn't have to listen to my thoughts because yeah, they were not always the best 
well, if you think about it, it's like, how can we expect our thoughts to not be chaotic when our entire world is chaotic? You know, we are what yeah. we know. You know, and yeah. so that makes sense. You know, like for me, it was the 80s, so it's way different. But I played sports, you know, and that's what I did. And and I read books. And uh, and so I don't, I, you know, it's not a lot different uh, because the same ultimate outcome happened, which was I was not thinking about the entire chaos that just existed everywhere I went. And instead I was, you know, either focusing on a ball or immersed in the landscape of some literature pro, pro prose uh, that yeah. kept me, you know, and, and, and so like, that was much more of a safety thing than, you know, what I got into after, which would be, you know, uh, booze and drugs and, you know, that stuff that did that, that also took me out of that, but it created its own monster within itself as the years went on, you know, uh, and you're, you're, you said you're, you're, you're 19. Yes, sir. 19, maybe and 20 in June. Seems like 19 going on 40. To I get me. told and different. I, I, I get told different things. I, Either I look like way older than I am, or it's like, no, oh, no. you look just like your I, mother. I didn't I realize mean, you were like nineteen. I mean, oh. you sound <laughs> as in what you have, what you have did, what you've done is you have exercised, in my opinion, the greatest phenomena of the human condition, which is the strength of of resiliency, and that resiliency is in my like from what I see in the short time is the foundation of Dominic and, and, and everything that you're capable of in this world resounds from that ability to go through such difficult things and be able to turn that into something that, you know, you're sitting on a podcast helping people as we speak. There are people listening to you that have gone through the same experiences that you and I have, although, you know, the places and things might be different, but all the feelings are the same. And that is going to be able to be translatable into somebody else's life, into somebody else's life, and the domino effect goes on, all because of the of being forced into um, having a high capacity for resiliency. Yeah, it's either like when when you're in that environment, it like it makes or breaks you. Yeah, which a lot of time it'll break you, but that breaking is breaking you down, and then you get built back up. So. Yeah, to, if I can, if I can interject here, and, 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 and just a curiosity thing here, um, Brian, you said it right. Like, I mean, this this young man sounds way beyond his years. Yeah. Right. Um, not just not just in your intelligence, but in your in in what seems to be an inherent ability to be introspective onto your own shit, and that's that that people will go a lifetime without the kind of without the kind of introspection that that you've shown us so far. Yeah. Um, Many. We'll go a lifetime. <laughs> Most people, even I would, I yeah. would offer right. Sometimes so, they're entire life. Where my, where my curiosity comes, and, and you're right, you're very right. Where my curiosity comes from is these these revelations about safety, um, and and distraction that that you've shared with us so far. Is that something that comes with hindsight? Is that in when you were doing that in the moments? Is that something that you realize or is it something that you think back and go, okay, that's what I was doing? And it's, this is just from a curiosity standpoint, right? Like a, a, a lens of curiosity, I guess, would be the right mm -hmm. way to say that. I think it's kind of half and half because I do know, and to onto another, um, like another place where, or a time when I felt safe was 
when I would play video games with my dad, it was like, it would just be me and, and whatever game we were playing. And it just felt like that was all that there was. And all of the problem of the chaos just never happened. But, um, some of the more like obvious things like that, I felt in the time, which is more just like me looking back and remembering how I felt during those times because it's like those are the only times when I'd really feel like happy and calm and like mm-hmm. peaceful. Just, yeah. Peaceful. Peaceful. And what a great answer, man. Great answer. Right. I I I don't want you to feel pressured to answer that any more eloquently than you have. And and I mean certainly if you have some more detail to offer, by all means I I don't mean to cut you off. I just I want to take the pressure off of you to to feel like you have to go into a big explanation about that because i think you you certainly answered my question anyway right but yeah so can i touch down on that a second sure because to me there's something really cool in that in, in what you expressed there i think that anything that we experience as we walk this earth that transcends time and space um becomes one of those moments that we don't ever forget whether it be retrospect or while we're in it and um you spoke to nothing else existing but you your father in that game and that really i mean let's take the game out of it because really that's just a medium and Mm -hmm. so this connection happens between you and your father and time stops essentially uh all there is is that moment and that to me in in the work that i do is is what we would call paradigm shift where um we are in concert with the earth as it's spinning around the sun and it happens through the medium of emotion so that a peaceful feeling is the feeling of life itself so so question of like is that a retrospect or it in the moment happening and i i think that like i i think we have to learn we have to train ourselves to be able to be in the moment and understand that a moment is happening while it's happening all at once and that especially, takes wisdom yeah especially now with like everybody's just constantly on social media or constantly just distracting yeah. themselves and it's like you're just watching like the beauty of the earth just like pass by you like or you're not even watching it you're watching videos on twitter and facebook while like you could be outside like looking at nature you could just be sitting alone with your own thoughts and just like experiencing like life like you said yes um being pl- being plugged in yeah is such a rare occurrence yeah um which i like i really started to like not like learn because you kind of have like a natural ability to do that but to learn how to like focus that ability and like concentrate it so that way you can just like you can go out and like not have to constantly be like looking at something watching something listening to something and you can just sit there and just enjoy the world yeah <laughs> enjoy the world and and like yeah. you know i i talk I, I talk we talk about this all the time here like the noise you know how how I, th- I think that we you said it i think you said it right we all have an innate nature to be able to be connectable 
to the entire universe. But the things that we go through in life, they, they, they don't tell us that, hey, this is making you stronger so you can connect better. And, and if we don't learn an emotional intelligence to go along with that, we are so quick to shut it out because we become fearful of what is because it's real, because it's not a one and a zero or some algorithm. But it is actually the rhythm of the world, the rhythm of life happening as as we are present. And to be present in life is is a really difficult thing to do on a daily basis, even though for those that know everything about it. And, you know, yeah. like, we got monks studying, meditating for 18 hours a day to try and understand that. And I don't meditate for 18 hours a day. I don't know if I, I don't meditate for 18 hours in a year, probably. Um, yet I still want to be somebody who experiences life as it's happening and be able to appreciate uh, very um, empathic moments as I'm in them as, as a, as a partner of that connection. And so, uh, what these ones and zeros do is they essentially give us fake connection, just like my connection with peace and that 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 liquor bottle, and it, you know, and it never gave me peace, but I thought it was. You know, I have friends online. I don't really; they're not my friends. I don't know them, but I think I do. You know, and I actually don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm Generation X. I don't, I don't have friends online. I I agree with you, my friend. Either I've. <laughs> To be honest, right now I'm just just with one good real friend of mine, which I don't live anywhere near him. So that's like my connection with him is online at the moment. But hey, brother, I, yeah, I, I, I'll yeah. jump in on that and say one of the most important relationships I have is with this man right here, Ryan. And we haven't seen each other face to face. I think we saw each other for a minute, close to twenty years ago, right? Two thousand one. <laughs> yeah, in passing, right? So. No, oh, yeah. yeah, so more than 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Um, but yet, that, that online friendship is it's one of the most important relationships in my life. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. It's not all yeah. bad. It's, it's not all bad. It's that connection well, it's, it's with another person. I think yeah. they're like, for me, I need to have something before that. I need to have human, a human connection before I go to the, the platform. It's for me to make authentic connection through the platform, I have a difficult time with. Personally, and you know, as a counselor, I prefer counsel in person than be online. You know, and for those reasons, because there's there's something to be said about the uh, matched emotional frequency that happens when two people connect in a vulnerable way, and that is what transcends space and time. That is the evolution of humankind through the, the yeah. medium of emotional connection. Being you in know, person so has think... a different kind of intimacy to it, so that you really just like oh, definitely, you're able to like. You're just like able to really like bounce off of each other's like emotions or vibes or whatever you want to call it. But it's you like you you don't really need to um you don't really need to express it too much with which a lot of people have difficulty doing that. But now for a quick public service announcement. One of the best ways to reduce stigma is with education. If you still have questions that we haven't answered on today's show, you can learn more about Together We Can's education group at twcrecoverylife.org. Hey everyone, this is Ryan Bathgate from Kaleidoscope Wednesdays. I wanted to bring a public service announcement to you today about Narcan, or also known as Naloxone. These kits uh, have saved so many lives over the years. Uh, I can attest for that. Uh, being in the industry for so long, I can tell you since we've had the opioid crisis 
declared in 2016 it has saved thousands of lives and I've watched it personally save hundreds of lives. These kits are small, easy to use. Uh, you can keep them in your glove box or, uh, or in a cupboard in your home and you never know when somebody's going to need them. Uh, if you have a hard time finding a Narcan kit in your area, just email us here at ashes to awesome podcast at gmail.com. Throw Narcan in the subject line, tell us where you are, and we'll do the legwork to find that for you. If you wanted to send me a question for my Kaleidoscope Wednesdays, again, email ashes to awesome podcast at gmail.com. We will read that question on air, and I'll do my best to answer it in a comprehensive way. Uh, that's all I have for now, and I will go back to the show. Thanks for listening. Like, your body yeah. language expresses it naturally, and our brains pick up on that, and that helps us to, like, just connect in a way that we don't even have to really try to, like, forcefully. Totally. It's actually a science behind it. Um... And the belief is that, uh, you know, we all carry emotions at different frequencies. And so when two human beings come into the same space, I might be carrying a lower, maybe a, a sad energy or something. And then Chris comes in with a smile and a high energy. Naturally, I will match that smile. Smiles are contagious. You know that whole thing? Because when a smile comes in the room or laughter comes in the room, anything that's low will rise to it. And that's where the connection happens. And so connection is meeting emotional energy where it's at. And that's how we make the human connection. And so uh, that's why like, when you talk about like doing spe speaker events, they always say lead with a joke because that unifies the emotional energy in the room to, to laughter. And then everyone's together. So, so what you're saying is absolutely right. And there's an absolute, there's, there's proven science behind it. Uh, and, and, and that, so that human connection, the human contact, uh, you just can't simulate that. Yeah, it's because you, you, yeah, you can't simulate even with emotion. the even with the most advanced VR headsets, we can like in the future we yeah. could probably like even feel people. It's still not the same as being there because you can't represent every single facial muscle. You can't represent every no. single like muscle in their body. Like either being like tense, relaxed, and we pick up on that as like. We pick up on that because it's built into our nature to be able to like feel and understand what other people are feeling to yep. help us to like know what we should be feeling because in like nature, if you see somebody that's like scared, you're like, hmm, maybe I should uh, watch out because there might be something around that's like I should watch out for. Yep. And then the same goes to the opposite way where, like, having good vibes, like, oh, I can relax. I don't have to yeah. be worried. Yeah. I can just be here. Yeah, it's funny how people can do that for us. Like, we just be around them and it, and it shifts us. You know what I mean? Like, um, but I, I was, I, I, can I, can I, can I shift a little? Mm? Yeah. Yeah. I always like, um, I, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about like, you know, I'm, I'm 45 and it feels like I've been an adult for 45 years. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, uh, and I, when I was younger, I used to get that, that same thing of being an old soul or, you know, 
15 going on 30, like that whole thing. And, and, and I think like, there's kind of a sadness that comes along with that because um, being, being in that world uh, of constant chaos and, and really not having any structure or uh, anything that I can, I can um, anticipate uh, it, it did, it did some things for me. One thing it did was, uh, it ended my childhood at a very young age. Um, and so I had to be an adult from a very young age. I see you shaking your head. Dominic. Can you, can you, can you, can you relate to that? A lot. Um, I really don't feel like, like, I feel like I just, when you're in that kind of environment, you kind of have to grow up quick because it's like, that's the only way that you can like deal with it because you have to be able to deal with those kind of things because you're just forced in that environment as like, like if you're forced in that kind of environment as a child, you can't really just go out into the woods and like live on your own, like an eight year old. Like it, yeah. You're yeah. kind of just stuck there and you just have to deal with then, it. You can't, you can't be a child if you did that, you know, like, yeah, you know, the, the, the playing in the cul-de-sac and, and digging, uh, Dinky, dinky, dinky toys, dinky cars, whatever they call it. <laughs> Digging roads, making garages in the back garden, all that. It's all gone, and and you're instantly put in a state of 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 survival. You know, to to because I mean, when when I'm in constant fear, I'm in a constant state of fight or flight. Now. What I will say, Dominic, is is that there's been something really magical about that process, and I turned it into a career. And what happened is, is I I was a safety seeker. I seek safety because I didn't have any. And what what that what I invariably learned about that is I learned how to read people. And I and, and in the beginning, it was about reading people to see who's dangerous, how I'm going to get out of this room if anything goes off, where my exits are, what I'm going to hit them with. Uh, you know, all the scenarios. And then as I got older and understood um, that I did not need to be a safety seeker any longer, I kind of flipped it or expanded it to be able to feel people, not just what if they were dangerous, but if they were hurt or if they were excited or whatever that emotion might be. And so I took the safety seeking skill set I learned as a, as a, as a necessity for survival and turned it into what I am today, which is, you know, a counselor, I, I, I deal with emotions on a daily basis. Do you, do, do, do you um, do, can you think of anything uh, like that story that, that, that you've, you've cultivated from growing up in a world of chaos? Like, you know, and I, I bet you a lot of who you are in a very positive way is, is the result of that. And I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as like, because of all of like the trauma and turmoil that I like endured, um, a lot of my all the time where it would have been a childhood for like a uh, normal kid, I was kind of really just depressed, anxious, just not mentally healthy, and mm-hmm. that has caused me to like now I don't want anybody else to ever have to like feel that way, and um. So that's like what I would love to do as a career in life, as a job, is just to like research like 
I love like everything about the brain is just fascinating to me because it's <laughs> we know less about the human brain than we do about like brains. Like, it's crazy how much we don't know, even though we know so much. And mm-hmm. it made me want to like made me want to find ways to like help people. So when I was a little bit younger, I would like, I wanted to be a kind of like a counselor, but also I, because I was like in a environment where like drugs were were like very fascinating to me and like how they affect you. And so basically my uh, dream job is to research medicines to like help people with depression and anxiety that are like medicines that aren't that aren't like addictive medicines like um benzos and stuff like that where it's an alarm. I just turned back on real quick. Um no problem. So being like around drugs from like such a young age it just made me uh very interested in them and i always like wondered like how does this work how does it make it like how does having this temple in you change so much stuff about your brain to make you feel completely different completely different just change your entire like mindset and mm-hmm. I just want to find a way to help people to like be able to be happy on their own as well as like some people some people they just like have a like there's some circuits that just like aren't connected the right way in their brain because either with that or because of things happened in your childhood and I just like to see how we can um, how we can look at that and find out okay so like this makes you very like this makes you just peaceful on like like peace with the world also not like not like how many things will be like using something to numb it where I want to look for something where it's like you're able to experience that on your own and like well you may have to start taking medicine to get you somewhere to where you're able to like gain a foot My ultimate goal is to find some way to basically make it so that no nobody has to really experience the feelings that I had to growing up, at least the negative ones. Um, yeah. can I? I'll, I'll, I'll jump in on that for a second. Um, when you first started speaking this last go around, Dominic, you said mm-hmm. other kids, normal kids. I think from from my I'll be a limited exposure to two people that have been in your position and, and 
well, to life and, and whatever the things that this, that, that hosting this show has done for me and the people it's exposed me to. Um, I, I think it's important for people to know normal is like, what is normal? You know yeah. what I mean? Two of our, two, two of my favorite people, uh, Dr. Lisa, who's my weekend co-host and, and a friend of hers, Shan Burness, who, who was just on last week here, we did an entire episode. Those two ladies went to school together, right? Like, like young, because they were in the same small town growing up. Both of them felt very similar. Neither of them had any idea. They both looked at the other person thinking, this person is cool. This person is good. This, like They had no idea that the other person felt the same way they did. So when you say normal, I just think, well, what is normal, right? Yeah. How, and I, yours, you, your upbringing would not be stereotypical for certain, right? But is it, but normal, those, those feelings that you have and have had, I, I think I'd, I'd offer that maybe they are the norm, right? And then yeah. and if, if we can kind of embrace that with each other and understand that and understand that we don't know what's going on in somebody else's brain ever, you know, that we'll be doing pretty good. Right. So yeah, isn't isn't it Shane that tells us we're not normal? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. even though we all, don't know what normal we're is, we're all different. So different oh, yeah. is normal. And yeah. when you when you look at like <laughs> right? yeah. when you look at some like I'll people say. who are like fully mentally stable, they have like everything going for them. Like they look kind of like the weird ones. To be honest, it's like <laughs> they didn't experience like. <laughs> A large majority of us experienced at least some difficulty or troubles growing up, and like I think we have to. Yeah, and, I bet you even those people that we look at that, that are look stable, they had to go through shit to get there. Yeah, yeah, right. and are probably you know still I mean? going through more shit than we could possibly realize, yeah. right? You know, and that's that's the reality of that, right? You know, yeah. Um, Dominic, I, I kind of want to shift gears here on you if you don't mind. Um, well, even if you do mind, it's my show. I get to hold it. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's just a platitude. Listen, um, at some point, and I, I'm sorry, I don't remember. I, I think your mom's at seven years now since she's been in recovery. Uh, seven or eight. I think. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Eight. Eight. I'm almost sure it is, right? Yeah. Mess that up. Yeah. Hey, hey I'm just, I can't even <laughs> keep track of my own days. Never mind somebody <laughs> else's, right? You know? I stopped counting. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> At one point, your mom shifts gears dr drastically, right? Mm -hmm. And and I think, I think like you said early on in the episode, there is a set point when that happens, but that is very much a transition too, right? Be it in memory mm -hmm. or in actuality, there's there's a massive transition in there, and there's layers of transition in that, which I'm just coming to discover about myself as well, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's a point where it's about staying sober, and there's a point where it's about growing, and there's there's all these things. Of course, faith being a big part of your mom's recovery too, that that's going to add another layer in there. Um. Yet you've you stayed living with with your grandma throughout that time. Wanna, I want to ask about when the relationship, as you remember it, and that's what's important. It's not about how anybody else remembers it. As you remember it, when does that start to improve with your mom? When does that, how does that, that process look for you? I remember, I don't remember exactly when, but I do remember at some point it was, um, or in that my mom was staying in Athens. And so she was pretty far away and she would come to visit or occasionally we would go and visit her and mm -hmm. just through each visit, just connecting and being there. Um, that's kind of when it started to like 
<laughs> Which, You're almost like you know, the, fo- the Sorry. I don't remember an exact set time. But I just know that at one point it started happening and that was when it really started to like. <laughs> the the uh slowly there's this film or a a, a fog that seems to go to clear up and then behind that fog is that person that you didn't know but have always known was there it's like it's like you you know years and years of the previews until you finally get to see the show you know and 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 I know like my mom went to treatment when I was 14 and my response was, uh, okay. Like, I fucking bet. Okay. My sister broke into our house and put a 60 pounder of, uh, my mom's favorite drink on the table for her to come home to. Let's fucking see it. Cause we didn't believe it. We didn't believe anything she said. And so my mom got home and poured it out. And that toss was like, okay. We'll give her a chance, I guess. But up into that, and you know, to be honest with you, it took me many years to believe anything, even past yeah. years and years. And how many step nines she did with me, and it was just like whatever, you know. Uh, and that was my. I mean, I'm also really sensitive and easily hurt, and uh, the lies are what killed me. Like, eventually, it was just like fuck you. You know what I mean? But then it got really good. Then it got really good. And then my shit started coming up. So then it got really bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it was good for her. No, it wasn't even good for her. Because, like, you know, with my shit, she ends up blaming herself. And my sister died and, of, a, of a poisoning. And, and, uh, and, you know, can't even imagine what the guilt she still walks around with today around that. You know, and so, like, uh, not to interject into to what you're saying there, but I know that 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 what the, the the moment that like that namaste happens that I see you I see who you are and I you know I never saw I've never seen it before so and through sober eyes let's, let's let's speak to that then Dominic um there there's a long process there and for you to try and pinpoint anything that's hard if if possible at all can you think though of a moment when you saw, not the moment you did see, but a moment when you saw. Just something impactful. And just when you looked at your mom and went, fuck yeah, right? And maybe that was yesterday, maybe that was five years ago, maybe it was seven years ago, whatever. Is there any of those moments for you when you just like, yeah, right? And, I, and, and maybe there isn't even, right? But, you know. I think it was probably just like when she started like, helping other people with recovery, being a recovery coach. And especially when she started, um, like her YouTube and everything, it was just like, mm-hmm. like, good fucking job. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Proud, so good work. I'm proud of your mom. How often could you say that for the first 14 years or first <laughs> 10 years? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know about you, but I was yeah. never proud of either of my parents. While they, were, yeah. while, they were, while they were using. For me, I, when, like, they were still using, I never really kind of understood it. 
Um, mm-hmm. I just knew that there was kind of a absence of her presence there. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I don't really know if I had any thoughts about it just because we had like, we had my mom, uncle, aunt, grandmother, and then our uh, great great grandmother living in the house. So there was there was a lot of people there. So it was yeah. just like, yeah. wow. I was always around somebody. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm I like I tell her all the time, but sometimes I feel like she doesn't believe me. I'm like, you cannot really do something that I won't eventually like forgive you for. And like, like honestly, I usually am just like instantly just like, okay, I understand just cause I'm just a very understanding person that other people have their own things that happen to them and it affects you how it affects you. And we all deal with it in our own different ways. And as long as you come out on the other side, better and stronger, I'm good with do you think you're naturally understanding or do you think it's, is it nature or nurture? Um, probably like a mix of both. Although I will say that around like mid high school, it got like, it went exponentially more when I started to experience like, more things myself and I'm like okay I see like why people act the way that they do and I understand and it's like yeah things happen and we all deal with it in our own ways but in the end we're all human beings like we all have to deal with it here's, in some way here's the real test then Dominic do you give yourself that much room it's more difficult, but recently I have been, um, I have been like better with it. Uh, to the point where like, it's like, yeah, these things happen, but it's like, like, that's all that I knew at that time. So what else was I going to do unless I was like, going to be some <laughs> crazy, like, just inventing my own ways to like deal with stuff, which I mean, I feel like that's kind of like mm-hmm. what children's imagination is like when they just go and play just like avoid whatever is going, like whatever situation is happening or whatever they're dealing with at the time. I feel like that's kind of like what that is. I, I think I, that's exactly what that is. But go ahead, Brian. Yeah. Well, I just want to quote Huggy Bear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, who, you know who Huggy Bear is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe Dominic doesn't, but yeah. Right? I'm, just, I'm talking Snoop Dogg Huggy Bear. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, well, make the quote. Make the quote. To be of error is to be human. To be of forgiveness is to be divine. Uh, oh, oh, from the movie, from, um, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, what is it called? Come on, it's an old TV show. Owens Wilson and, uh, yeah. Yeah. They got the car. Yeah. Oh, Ben Stiller. Oh, what is it? Ben Stiller, Norman Wilson. Yeah. Oh, this I can't think of it. Be crazy. This is a TV show we used to watch after school. 
Starsky and Hutch. Yes. Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch quote. Gold star, Chuck's fucking chart. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, forgiveness, man, it, it, it's the easier, softer way. I hate to say, like, you know, yeah. whatever I don't forgive is my burden to carry, not the other yeah. person's. Yeah, holding. So I'm lug that shit around. Yeah, holding those yeah. like holding resentments against people, it really just like weighs you down because you you think about it constantly. Maybe not constantly, but it always yeah. comes up at some point. Yeah, and it's a prison. Once you like, it out. Once you forgive, it's just like it's past now. Yeah. It's in the past. It's gone. You don't have to yeah. really like lug it around and think about it. Yeah, or at least not in such a off, at least not in a negative light. No, and then and that's a really good way to look at that because then then is the opportunity for cultivation. That's how we make meaning. This is why struggle mm-hmm. is our greatest asset. It's our greatest teacher. And you know, like I'm with you. Like I don't want my kids to go through the shit I went through, but some they have to, and it's not up to me. In order for them to be alive, to get the skills that are required to have consciousness and to have the ability to be connectable, we have to know what hurt is in order to know what love is. One implies the other. And so I cannot understand love without hurt. I can't understand wet without dry. I can't understand life without death. Does that make yeah. sense? So that, I mean, that, that's, that's some incredible insight. This is what I mean, Dominic. Like, 19 years old bullshit, man. I mean, you know, I'm here. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking to an equal. I'm talking, and, and specifically to you. Like, it's nice for me to hear you talk about shit that I can emotionally attach to in any given thing because, like, your story hits me and mine really closely. And I don't know the whole thing, but I don't need to because you're talking about the feelings associated with it. And like to know, to know, to learn at a young age that the, on the other side of that struggle is beautiful, triumphant glory. And, and, and to be able to mold that into the foundation of my own personal existence and who I want to be, which I can see you clearly do. Um, and, and, you know, like, there's some safety seeker things that happen. And one of them is resiliency, but we also speak about, you know, your social intelligence, which is clearly at a premium for you. And that is a result of living in a fight or flight state for longer than needed, longer than required, yet learning how to cultivate skills and adaptabilities from that state that can create both uh, presence, consciousness, an understanding and appreciation of beauty and an ability to interact with that beauty on any given basis. If I had, if life would have gone well for me to begin with, I would probably be a bigger douchebag than I am now and have no understanding of what it is to be alive. I'd like to think it'd be different, <laughs> but probably not. And so and he's a pretty big douchebag. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding, yeah. I'm kidding. And so, yeah. So if I have it my way, my little girls are going to be in douchebags. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> don't listen to that girls yeah. they don't actually well, watch well, whatever you take so that I don't have to come bury a body with their dad I'm happy right? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. whatever they, attitude yeah. they have to cop that doesn't involve me burying a body with their dad I'm happy well with they're, so, yeah. they're not yeah. teenagers yet Chuck 
yeah. Soon yeah, enough. My, soon yeah, enough, my, right? You know, yeah. My yeah. sister's just, just yeah. now getting there, so I'm just, uh, yeah. just hoping I know after. I'm so watching out for any boys. You're in for a wild ride. You're in wow. for a wild ride. It's glad, glad she's got a big brother with as much, uh, it's grown up as much as you have, man. That's you know, and I, I that suppose that, that, yeah, that's, you'd that's be ultra trick. protective as well, eh? Right. My, my mm-hmm. trick for my girls is to teach them emotional intelligence and self-worth. Because I know for a fact it never worked on any of the girls I went after. Well, if they had so, emotional intelligence and self-worth, I wasn't getting nothing. Out of them. I know that for sure. So it was, it was a long play at least, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, I got to say, Dominic, um, it's rare that I'm quiet in an episode, and I have been through most of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, listening to you speak, for some, it, just, it makes me proud of you. And it's not even my place to be proud of you, but I am. I'm very, very proud of the man you're becoming and, and have become thus far. Right. Um, I, I, I could argue that, well, I, I don't need to argue it. In many circumstances, what you have been through leads to a life of turmoil and seeking all sorts of things. And I, and I feel like hopefully you're at a place where you've kind of bypassed some of that, that potential and, and you're tapping into the, to the, to the awesomeness that seems to be your potential right now. Right. So I, bet I gotta you that- say thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I bet you he hasn't bypassed anything and has gone through his own versions of it. Okay, touche. Yeah. Touche, right? Yeah. I yeah. have dealt um, with plenty of mental mental illnesses and just it yeah. made me yeah. the person that I am today, though. So it, I. Well, if you've got a sister that's I'm approaching glad. teens, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're about to see some mental illness, let me tell you, from other people, not because teenage girls are anything less than rational creatures. <laughs> no sale. <laughs> from other people. We'll go with that. You know it's yeah. true. Anyway. Get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. You're going to be t- pulling bedroom doors off 10 years from uh, now uh, like it ain't no thing. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> going, through, going, going through backpacks. Yeah. <laughs> All the things. All the things. All the things. <laughs> Cleaning. You gotta get some guns to clean. She waits yeah. till she's at least old enough to start to understand it a little bit so that way she she can start to like think a little bit before she acts instead of just like just being just like just acting and then be like, Oh, there were consequences. Absolutely. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> just just like me and Chris did. Chuck did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not really. No, yeah. No. No, yeah. 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 I learned um, things well, one I'll tell way, you and that's the hard way. To, to you both, I'll go get some face tattoos drawn on me, and then you can have this picture. Say, this motherfucker is the guy coming for you, right? So you, you've <laughs> always got that to show the boys, right? <laughs> you know, right? You say, hey, this is the guy, right? Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, listen, guys, um, we could talk about this all all day. I mean. Dominic, you got so much to offer, and and I would, um, I, you know, uh, I will say that I, I will most likely invite you back on the show again. Um, I'd be glad to. There's there's an interesting thing. There's a, there's an interesting thing that that needs to happen now, and that's your mom's going to listen to this episode, and she's going to process a lot of what you've said. So, at some point in the in the not so distant future, I you know we'll have your mom on as well to kind of talk mm-hmm. about some of these things. Um. I think, I think you're an amazing young man. I do. Thank you. I do. Yeah, yeah. And I hope uh, I hope that people in your position 
or with loved ones in your position or whatever can, can find some something to relate to here and, and, and maybe draw some strength from it because that's the whole idea for the show, right? So, yeah. Um, Ryan, before I move into daily gratitudes, is there anything you want to you offer? Anything you want to say? Uh, I think, you know, I'll say, yeah, so yeah, I do. Um, of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Dom, you, you get to realize I don't stay quiet long. So um, it's been an effort. Now, well, I think what I'll say is like, you know, whatever it is that we're going through in life, it has meaning, it has purpose, and it has value. And to think that anything is valueless, I think, is an, an, an obtuse way of of looking at something, um, especially life itself. And life is the greatest gift we'll ever, ever experience. And um, we know it's a gift Invaluable. because life was here before I got here. So I know I know it was a gift. And I think um, I think that, uh, you know, if you're going through it right now, don't go around it. Don't go above it. Don't go under it. Go through it because what will come on the other side is strength and victory and confidence and all the beautiful things that life offers. Uh, but we do need to go through the storm in order to understand the importance of a peaceful sky. Absolutely. Um, Dominic, before we move into daily gratitudes, do you got anything you want to close out with? Don't feel pressured to. Right? Um. I'd just say, like, like you were saying, it's just you, even like if you're experiencing anything, it's just go through it because like going through it is what teaches you how to deal with it better in the future and to like not even feel like you're having to deal with it. It's just like going through the motions. Yeah. Well said, said. Um, that brings us to my favorite part of the show. That is the daily gratitudes. Everybody, daily gratitudes are brought to you today by, well, me. I am looking for funding guys in a big, big way. If you can help out, I would very, very much appreciate it. I'm in Krabby Thailand. I'm trying to come up with money for my education visa so I can get myself some stability for a year. And after uh, years and years of active addiction, I tell you, stability really does mean something. Um, with that education visa, it buys me a year. Um, I also take a course for 48 weeks to learn the Thai language while I'm here. And, and that way, of course, I can, you know, kind of immerse myself into the culture a bit more. Um, the reason that I'm in Thailand, um, after attending the Yacha Treatment Center uh, for, for my, to address some of my traumas, I decided to stay because the cost of living is so much less here. And back home, I wasn't going to be able to continue spreading the message full time. And that is what I live for. So please, guys, anything you can do to help out would be very much appreciated. Uh, there'll be the, uh, the address here up at the top, email addresses that you can send. Either um, if you're in Canada, you can send an interactive transfer. Um, you can PayPal from anywhere in the world. And if one of those two options doesn't work for you, of course, you can, uh, you can hit the GoFundMe page at uh, hoapodcast.com slash GoFundMe. So thank you very much, guys. And back to the show. Okay. Uh, Ryan, why don't we start with you? Uh, well, I'm grateful that I was young once. Wish I would have known what that meant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, I'm grateful for good health. I'm grateful for family. Um, and, and most of all, I think I am grateful for courage. And in, in that is 
the thing that we need to be vulnerable. It's the thing we need to strap on and get into it and learn and grow and hurt and, and love and, and laugh and all of the beautiful things in life. And so, uh, it, you know, we see that today with Dominic and his courage to come on here and talk about his stuff and in an effort to help anybody else. Uh, and, and I think that that is uh, extremely respectful and um, and it's something I, I admire. I wish I had that at, at your age. I, I wish I had that at my age. Um, and uh, and then always my beautiful partner and my two little girls who I love more than anything in this world. Dominic, what are you grateful for today? First, I'd like to second what he said on courage. I'm grateful for having that. But I'm also grateful for, like, I'm really grateful to today, especially to be here with my amazing mother um, and to be in a good place in life. Amen. It's not to take for granted, that's for sure. Um, I'm grateful. You know what? I'm grateful to you, Dominic, for showing me that perhaps youth is not wasted on the young. (laughs) <laughs> perhaps right something ryan and i often we often joke about and uh perhaps it's not maybe there's maybe there's hope yet um i'm thankful for a conversation in, in general i have been trying to get this conversation happening as we spoke about this offline but you know for since the inception of the show since i started bringing on the loved ones people who suffer in addiction mm-hmm. and it's hard to find the right person with the right the right mindset, the right, you know, that, that's it's not going to bring in all the resentments that sometimes and, and justifiably go with being the, the person who's, you know, the loved one of somebody who suffered an addiction and um, somebody intelligent enough, mature enough. There's all sorts of things that had to come together for this to work. And I'm, I'm very, very thankful for that. I really, really am. I'm also thankful to every single person who continues to like, comment, share, support the show in any way that you do, guys. Um, Please keep doing it. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Comment. You know, all the things down at the bottom. Because um, anytime you do any one of these things, you get me a little bit closer to living my best life. My best life is to make a humble living, spreading the message. The message is this. If you're in active addiction right now, today could be the day. Today could be the day that you start a lifelong journey. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to a family member. Call into detox. Go to a meeting. Go to church. I don't care. Do whatever it is you've got to do to get that journey started because it is so much better than the alternative. And if you have a loved one who's suffering an addiction right now, just taking the time to listen to our episode, if you could just take one more minute out of your day and text that person, let them know they're loved. Use the words. You are loved. That little glimmer of hope just might be the thing that brings it back.
Spread my wings and fly.